Hello, and welcome to Finding Self-Love. I'm Jeff White on Instagram, at jeffwhite34, and this is my weekly podcast where I offer my thoughts, advice, and tips on how to rediscover your self-love, self-identity, and build towards a better life for you. Let's go. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode number 14. Thanks for tuning back in. Thanks for all the new followers that have jumped on board. Really appreciate your support, as I say, I guess, with every episode I start. But welcome back. Um, I hope you had a wonderful Easter, all that sort of stuff. I took time to spend with my boys, all that sort of stuff, Easter eggs, um, presents, if you like, gift vouchers, money, whatever it is. But Love my three boys, and it was a, a great time to spend with them, and um, and they really enjoyed their time with their mum as well. So it was a, a wonderful celebration. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to remain calm. So I put out a bit of a bit of a poll the other week on my story in relation to this, and it was uh, it was neck and neck, but a lot of people were very interested to hear my thoughts on how to remain calm, and it's something that. I've learned over time. It's certainly taken me with experience. And if I can refer back to my, my professional sporting days, I think this is really a, a really good place to start from because it's a good comparison in relation to how to remain calm, how to not, I guess, have that anxiety. Remaining calm is staying present. It's actually not dwelling too much on what's happened in the past, but it's more centered towards and more more towards the anxiety part remaining calm is staying present if you haven't got that calmness in you you sort of you have have you, you do have that fear you do have that anxiety so i want to try and give you a, a I guess a bit of an explanation of where i came from in relation to my sporting background and then move into where i am now how i stay present how i can focus on that present way of my daily activities daily routines all that sort of stuff that i've spoken about before but it allows me to remain calm it allows me to pick my moments and it allows me to just really have that focus of controlling what i can control because ultimately that's what we're trying to do to remain calm is to actually focus on what we can control i think we get a little bit sidetracked and when we do get sidetracked is when we're not calm it's when we're, we're really trying to force something. We're trying to control something that we can't control. We're trying to force things to happen and we, we really become anxious. We, we have a sense, of, a sense of losing that control. So remaining calm is trying to center back to what you can control and trying to focus on that. So back in my professional sporting, literally when I first started as a 17, 18-year-old, playing at the highest level of our sport in Australia. What I found is that, let's go back to my first year in 1995. I was fortunate enough to play in the, in the AFL. I only played six games that year. And if I could look back at those six games, I was so nervous. I was so, I'd never played at the senior level before. So I'd always played at my age level. Getting drafted, then 
getting thrown into playing against men who are 25 years of age, who are 28, who are 30, who have been doing weights for, you know, five to 10 years. They've been running, they've been playing the sport at the highest level. Here I was, a skinny kid, 17 17 years of age, weighed 72 kilos, if my memory serves me correct. So I was very skinny, six foot five. I was like a baby, uh, like a baby giraffe, I guess. One of the things that I, looking back, is that I was so nervous before each and every one of those six games I played in 1995. But I wasn't nervous when I played at a senior level when I was playing for East Perth, which is my second side. So if I got selected for Fremantle, I would play, obviously, in the AFL. If I wasn't selected, so there's 22 rounds in a year, there you go, 16 rounds of the year I played at East Perth. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but I was confident when I played with East Perth. When I played in the AFL for those six games, I was shit scared. I couldn't sleep the night before. I couldn't eat my breakfast the day of the game. I just really overthought the game. I played the game out in my mind so many times that when I got to the game, it felt like I'd already played a game. I was so drained mentally and I guess physically because when you're thinking about something so much, you're creating that fear, you're creating that anxiety and your body just drains of all your energy. Then I would go and play these Perth and I would be playing music, I'd be happy, I'd be relaxed, I'd go out and play really, really well. Then I go play for Fremantle, I'm back to my old traits. Shit scared, can't sleep, can't eat my breakfast in the morning. So looking back, sure, experience helped me get through that. But looking back at that period of time, at playing at that level, what I realize is that I'm still playing against guys who are 25, 28, and 30 years of age at East Perth. My opponents were sometimes, they were either from Fremantle because we got billeted out to different different sides. So it wasn't just the Fremantle players went and played at East Perth, they went and played at other clubs. And the other, the other local town AFL club was the West Coast Eagles. So they billeted out their players as well. So it wasn't as though I was playing against, um, you know, I wasn't playing against top tier players. I was playing against the best that was in WA plus the guys who were listed on those AFL uh, those AFL sides. But then why did I get so anxious to play? And, so, and why did I play the game out of my head so much when it came to playing those six AFL games? It was because I overthought the situation too much. I thought about something and was trying to play out how the game would play when it actually hadn't happened yet. It's different when you're playing a golf course, right? You know, you know what to expect. You know that this is a par four. You know you're going to hit a driver. This this dog leg right par four. You could play a driver. You could play an iron, depending on the. So, you, in a sense, it's set up a little bit so you can actually predict what to actually play. So you can have a bit of a strategy in place. When it comes to footy, it's game on. Pardon the pun. But when that ball is bounced, you don't know where the ball is going to bounce. You don't know who you're going to line up against. Um, you, you might have a sense of idea, but half an hour before the game, that opponent might pull out. You've done all that. You've wasted all that energy thinking about that opponent you're going to play against, and all of a sudden you don't line up against him. What then? You've already played out the game. Hang on a minute. Do you see what I'm saying? You're playing out something that hasn't actually happened yet, and you're creating that anxiety and fear 
which is almost like an illusion. I always used to, I look back at the games that I, I played well throughout my career, and one in particular stands out for me. And we were playing Geelong on a Friday night at the MCG. This is when I was playing for Melbourne. And I remember it was a Friday night. So Thursday night, I'm walking around the center of a shopping center with my best mate at the time. And he said to me, let's play golf tomorrow. And not even thinking that I was playing golf, uh, think, thinking that I was playing footy the next day. I rang up my local golf club. I booked in a tea time at about four o'clock in the afternoon just to play on a Friday afternoon just to have a bit of a hit. So I booked a tea time in. They didn't even, they were, they didn't even pick up the fact that I was playing that night either. The next day I woke up thinking, oh my God, I've got to play a game. Oh my God, I've booked in a tea time to play golf in the afternoon. Going back on that Thursday night, the reason why I probably booked that tea time is because I wasn't playing the game in my head. I've done so much training. I've prepared. I've focused on the process. I just need to let my talent, I let need to be instinctive when I go out on the footy field and just let it happen. So as a 17 year old, on that Thursday night, I probably wouldn't have gone out. I probably would have sat home. I probably would have tried to overplay, overthink every possible situation the game would throw at me. Go, I don't know, six or seven years later down the track, I had learned so much to be able to remain calm and not even play out the game in my head. That's why it led to that Thursday night. Me picking up the phone, instinctively just did it. I rang the golf club, booked it at tea time. It was only the next day I realized that, oh my God, I'm playing footy tonight. That game, I played it really, really well. It was a great Friday night game, in front of a you know big crowd, in front of national audience, because normally Friday, there's only one game on a Friday night, and I played really well. The point I'm trying to make is that I remained calm beforehand. I learned so much. I learned how to control my emotions. I learned that thinking about things that hadn't happened yet does not do me any favors. This is how you remain calm. Remaining calm is catching yourself thinking about things that haven't happened. Now, if you are thinking about something that hasn't happened, catch yourself. Just remember to think, hang on a minute, that hasn't happened yet. I've got to, I've got to stay present. I've got to stay focused on my, my task at hand to make myself remain calm. Now, there might be times where you're in a situation where things just are rolling, things are happening, and you find that it's one negative after another. Then you you know, you know, might get an email that puts you off, and then all of a sudden you meet up with someone and they say something, and then that puts you off, and then you jump on a social media, and you, you read something that puts you off. All of a sudden you've got three or four things on top of you that's creating this anxiety and fear. You need to switch it. You need to switch what you're doing. Now, yes, you might have the daily routines in place and all that sort of stuff, but sometimes you need to be flexible. You need to change the goalpost. Pardon the punt again. Now, I had a particular lady, she came out, uh, she sent me a private message yesterday. She went through exactly the same thing. She felt like she was uh, surrounded by negative people. She received a negative email. She ran into someone who was very, very negative, especially the way they delivered and the tone of their voice. And the communication was very negative. So she decided right there and then that she needed to step out, get some fresh air and go for a walk. Now, this is a pivotal moment where you can center yourself, you can reset, you can remain, get yourself in a calm position 
And sometimes these things happen. Sometimes you just have to say to yourself, okay, it's like I said in one of my videos during the week on, on Instagram, is that, okay, this is happening. What can I do now that's in my control to recenter myself, to reset myself, to remain, get myself in a calm state? And she took the, the opportunity to go, you know what, I'm gonna follow my intuition here. I wanna go for a walk. I am going to think about other things other than what's just taken place. She went for a walk, I think it was an hour or so. She came back into the office. She had a smile on her face. She took an open mind and another approach to how the events previously had unfolded. She said it put herself in a, a calm state of mind and she was able to finish off the day in a positive way. And that's another thing to actually keep in mind. If a negative thing does happen at the start of your day, don't declare this as going to be your bad day. Oh, this is gonna be a bad day. No. The moment you declare it's gonna be a bad day, things will just start being bad. If you accept that it's just happened and then you move on to the next task or you, you move on to whatever you're doing throughout the day, you've just accepted that that's happened. This is a, 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 a brilliant way to remain calm. A brilliant way just to reset yourself. It's like if you receive a really, really bad email. You know you're right. You know that that person is, you know, shooting off the cuff. Do you, A, reply to them straight away when you know you're fired up, you know you're tense, you know you want to bite back, you know you want to give them more energy than what they deserve, or B, do you just soak it in? Do you close your computer? Do you go away, have a coffee? Do you go on and... Is there a time frame on replying to that person? Is there? Of course not. Take the time to step away. If you know you're right, even if you are wrong, even if you, you know, we're gonna be positions where you're gonna put your hand up and go, yep, look, I did something wrong. Take time, calm yourself, try and reflect, try and dissect what has unfolded before you make a response, before you actually provide feedback in the communication. This is a really good way to remain calm. Sometimes things happen for, sometimes things happen, sometimes things happen for a reason, Sometimes it's out of your control. Most important thing you need to, uh, need to address is how you feel. How can you remain calm? How can you reset yourself? It's really, really important. You have to take ownership. You have to take control. But most importantly, you have to take control of your feelings. This is will allow you to try and get yourself to remain in a calm frame of mind when trying to deal with the day-to-day -day things. It's really paramount, really important that you can and understand your feelings and not make them knee-jerk reactions that you're gonna regret in the future. I hope episode has given you some um, ideas, some strategies, some tips on how to remain calm in situations that do happen on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Try and focus on remaining calm, try and focus on your feelings, and try and protect your boundaries, and try and pick the times that you reply, or try and attend to things to remain yourself calm. Thanks for listening, have a great day, speak to you soon.